0: This podcast is brought to you exclusively by the Publisher's Desk Podcast Network and the Reality Check Podcast Network. Welcome to Just Thinking with Stan Wagland, a unique podcast that breaks down all of the topics in life you want to hear about from someone who's been there, done that, and lived through it all. No topic is off limits, and all things will be discussed with thought-provoking knowledge that will make you look at things in a different way. Just Thinking, for times like these.
1: Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangland and welcome to Just Thinking. How the heck is everyone doing today, wherever you are? I've got to give you that whistle and go. Man, alive, the changes that are going on in this world are so fast and furious, it's literally unbelievable. I have seen some momentous times in my 70 years on this earth and uh my Lord, this this is uh, the changes and the directions and the actions that people are taking. Some positive, some negative, some uh, just you know are what they are. Are frankly uh, quite astounding. Uh, what a moment in history to watch things uh, evolving, changing, regressing, growing, battling itself out. Uh, I feel very. Uh, Good, uh, about some of the things that are happening. I don't know how you feel. I know that at times, uh, not at times, people are very confused about many things and are having a hard time wrapping their heads around all the different things that are happening simultaneously. You know, you have storms coming in, and, uh, you know, in the United States of America, this is the time of the year for that. You've got a pandemic going on. You've got cities reopening. You've got people making plans or not following things. Some people are saying that the Um, You know, the pandemic uh, is ticking down Other people saying, are you crazy? It's working its way like all things do To the inner part of our country And we're going to get hit with another crazy wave uh, of this The protests, uh, the lack of people following guidelines in many cases Is not helping that But then you have these monumental social issues that are occurring All over the place Uh, You know, one of the predictions I made Is that you're going to start getting the police to riot Like they did in Chicago Police riot in Vietnam When people got fed up And sure as hell Look what's happening You know, every you you have all these videos now That have been out there quite frankly all along But now you're seeing it big time And, uh, you know, they're lumping up people left and right And, uh, you know, battling with their own administrations You have schisms in the military uh, where you have people saying hey man You know this is unconstitutional This is not the role of the military within the military The big leaders or former leaders saying Are you insane uh, With things and then you got Wall Street Beating the drum just you know raking in More cash baby You know they go down and then They see opportunity In crisis they see opportunity And uh, when things are going well They see opportunity when things aren't going well You get lion going out All over the place and then you have lots of positive things evolving with people who are making mistakes and you know trying to come to grips with that. And that's the, the, the topic of my show today, of our show. And it's something I teach a great deal uh, when I teach child development. Uh, you know, Child and adolescent development, one of the first things you tell the students, one of the first things you realize as a psychologist And many psychologists don't even realize anymore because they're not trained in these things. You know, believe it or not, they're not trained in all aspects of psychology, that our perceptions of what's right and wrong, our our expectations of kids, our expectations of the world that we live in, of how we should behave, they change over time. Right and wrong changes over time. And I want you, I want you to let that sink in your head. It changes by the culture that you're in. It changes by the context that you're in. For example, look at the context now. You have all this social unrest, the political unrest, uh, health unrest. So you have a lot of pressures being put on the, put on the system. Other times there are not pressures put on the system. Everything's going wonderful. People don't want any change. So the context is very important, and the historical period in time. You know, what's going on in other countries? What, what, what are the historical elements from many years that are coming into play? So culture, context and history are really important. And I guess for this show, the best thing is to realize, bottom line, is that what we think is right and wrong. And when we find ourselves battling with certain people um, or not wanting to forgive certain people or becoming intolerant of other people, A lot of it has to do with this idea that right and wrong, uh, uh, are repeated again, change over time, and people become... Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sonny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. Um, I don't know if enlightened is the proper term. Sometimes, like with the racial issues that we're having in this country, uh, yeah, people are becoming enlightened. They're seeing more physical evidence now that they've been shut in the house. You know, during the pandemic that uh, if they haven't had a chance to see this They're seeing it all the time That people are beating the piss out of uh, people of color Poor people uh, They're harassing people And Al Sharpton really uh, put it best when he said You know, people of color, black people You know, they let them breathe, man Get off my fucking back Have you ever said that to your spouse or your significant other uh, You know, or the person, you know, your family And you just said you know, you're know you in a bad way with people They're on you all the time And you say, get the fuck off my back, man You're on me like white on rice, man Get off me And you've had it You have an explosion Well, this has been the experience With, uh, with African Americans, people of color In our country since day one Since they first, you know, stepped foot In this country And were put in an unfair position And the shit has been going on ever since And now that we're in modern times, you're not to keep, you know, saying the same thing. You know, people want to keep people of color in their place. They want to try and and keep things, uh, their understanding of right and wrong in the way that they want it, which black people would appropriately call white supremacy or white privilege. They want to keep that in place, like uh, people of socioeconomic status. They want their privilege. They want their privilege of wealth. You know, that's the way people operate many times. So I think that's something very important that we have to realize is going on right now. Now, why is it important? It's important because you had a couple of situations, um, some that I think are disingenuous and some that I think are genuine. I think that you had people like Drew Brees, for example. Uh, I've followed Drew Brees for many years in football. He's one of those guys, you know. Uh, Man, he just does not strike me as a racist He strikes me as a middle-aged guy Or a guy approaching middle age He's been in the league a long time He has no problems with African-American teammates He's never been a problem with anybody He comes from Texas I think he's held on to traditional values Where he doesn't think that he's a racist And he sees uh, African-American players uh, You know, um, acting and getting great salaries And having great celebrity where he works. And he also has that value of uh, Texas or wherever it is, you know, as he mentioned. And I think he was genuine with that, where, you know, you don't disrespect the flag. You know, a lot of people have that. Uh, I've had that for much of my life. You know, I I, I I can understand certain things. and And then I would feel very uncomfortable with that. Many years ago, that ended as I got a better understanding of what our country and all countries are about. Uh, Many times we do evil things and uh, many times we do wonderful things. So I I don't judge our country, uh, you know, one way or the other. I see the evil stuff for when it's evil and I see the good stuff for when it's good or I try to. So I can understand when other people want to take a knee or other people say, hey, no, uh, what we're doing is wrong. You know, period. Or America was wrong with this. Uh, uh, You know, I don't think that Drew Brees actually got it. Uh, when he made his initial statement And I think he walked I mean, he's well off he, he doesn't have that many years, you know, left to play for him If he wanted to, he could say, go pound salt up your ass I'm an American, this is the what I believed and everything And he didn't I think he was very genuine And uh, like anybody else, um, he got caught short And the facts had to be explained to him by his teammates He had to be more attentive and non-biased in his thinking and I don't, I, don't, I don't say prejudiced, just unbiased. biased uh, He had to look at, the, he had to entertain things a little bit differently. And much to his credit, he did. And he saw that the things that we celebrate change over time. That, yes, it's important to, to, to be uh, loyal to the flag and to treat the flag with respect to many people. To other people, they just feel that that's just a bullshit uh, ceremony that we have and, you know, is unnecessary. Uh, other people feel that, that that's very important. But there is a change in the thinking of the vast majority of Americans now that don't think it is disrespectful to respectfully and nonviolently is, uh, you know, as pe- as players have done to take a knee when the flag comes on and to bring attention to the fact that they're not being treated fairly and equally and they take a knee. That they're saying, no, America is not treating me properly now. And they're doing it in a proper way. They're not spitting on the flag or burning on the flag. And, and they never have. And Colin, uh, Kaepernick hadn't when he did that, and, and nobody else did. They showed their displeasure with the way that the, the systematic prejudice was being used against them. And that's their right. You know? Then that could be the right of a, a white person, of somebody else, or, you know, if they had a legitimate grievance. And if you think that black people don't have a legitimate grievance, then, I mean, there's nothing I can say to you. If, if You know, there, there really isn't. Then you just, you know, we don't have a shared sense of reality uh, with things like that. But the important thing is that right and wrong change over time. Drew Brees accepted that he was wrong at this point in time. That he had to 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 look at things in a different way, and much to his credit, he did. And I don't think it was influenced by being afraid of losing money or his career or anything else like that. He could certainly waltz through that, uh, you know, uh, with what you know, with all the shit that's going on. But he didn't do that, and I think there are lots of Americans like that. And I was I've been glad to hear many many media people, extremely large numbers of. Um, African-American uh, commentators and analysts mention the large, large number of white um, citizens uh, involved in these protests along with, with African-Americans, people of color, Asian people, people of all, a very diverse uh, group of people. Because they know that these behaviors in their minds are now culturally defined and they believe that they are wrong And they don't want wrong behaviors in their country. And they don't want their fellow citizens, their brothers and sisters, as it were, uh, you know, and we wouldn't want this in other countries, uh, you know, in the world. You wouldn't want your fellow human beings to be treated with something that you consider inherently wrong. So our perception of right and wrong has changed. And that's a good thing. And here's the point of the show. We have to allow people a period of time uh, to adjust to that. And they're doing that. And when they make an adjustment, uh, we have to say, well, and good. But then we need to evaluate uh, and try to make a judgment and say, are they being sincere about this? Well, no, but they're doing it. And that's a good start. You know, I don't think that the uh, commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodall, when he came out today and said, you know, well, we were wrong and we did this. Yeah, he's a businessman. And the majority of the players and many, many of the fans and many of the people who buy shit from the uh, NFL are people of color. And he's seeing dollar signs and he's a smart guy and he sees the handwriting on the friggin wall. Okay. He sees the handwriting on the wall, and he's doing it because he has to do it. And he sees that the concept of right and wrong has changed in America. And that's a good thing. If I was, a, if I was a, you know, African-American, if I was a black American, I would say that is very encouraging. And I would keep the protests up because this is what's important. And this is what happened in Vietnam. The same thing. People were all for the war, and they eventually came around the other way. Totally. And that's what's happening here. And then other people are resisting this change from right to wrong. You know, now, just so that, you know, uh, and, and again, I I want this show today. It's, it's, it's you should be getting this on a Sunday. I was originally going to do a show on Jeffrey Epstein. I have a lot of great show on him. Uh, and I'll do that during the week. But this is a you know, day where many people go to church or many people try and relax. They try and think of things that have to do with values and their belief systems. And maybe this will be helpful to people because... Um, You know, I'm basing the show somewhat on science. I'm basing the show uh, based on anthropology, based on common sense, based on critical thinking. And I think it'll help you very, very much. It's hard to make a shift in your mind many times from when you think or have been taught very strongly that something is wrong. And now the culture is telling you it's right. Or you've been told that something is right and now you're being told that it's wrong. And I'll give you some examples you're seeing, and, and some of them which are real and they're good, and some of them are, in my opinion, um, you know, you have to take them with a, with a dose of salt, but you have to explain to people. But we never do that. So it creates all these conflicts. I'll give you some good examples. Take things like uh, Columbus Day with Christopher Columbus and, and, and stuff with the, uh, the uh, statues with uh, Robert E. Lee and other people like that. Uh, I'll use those, uh, you know, particular those political or historical things. So people then say, well, we want to have Indigenous uh, People Day, or you want to have this, or you want to have that. Okay, I'm not maybe making fun of anything. The simple fact of the matter is, our culture, you know, takes a look at history from a different point of view now, and they cultures have a right. It doesn't mean that history changes. It doesn't mean that uh, that what we're saying is necessarily accurate in some ways, or it's accurate, but we have a different interpretation of it. So we're at some point in time, when I was a little boy, even up until recently, yeah, we were taught, you know, Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492, that he was a brave explorer and he did all kinds of wonderful things. And, uh, you know, he discovered the new world and uh, blah, 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 blah. And uh, it was what you'd learn in social studies and, and history and world history. The uh, the explorers and everything else like that in our country, the explorers all over the world. Well, yeah, all of them exploited other people, <laughs> not just Columbus. They were horrid. Nobody came over and was a bunch of nice guys. Uh, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, as they say, in 1492. This is 2020, and look at the shit that's going on now. You had a 75-year-old guy that a guy dressed up like a spaceman uh, or a SWAT team member, knocked him on his ass, a policeman, and split his head open. Or, or four policemen had a, a human being, uh, you know, and for eight minutes and 53 seconds kept a knee on, his, on the back of his neck and killed him on prime time. So how are we, here it is, 600 years later, or excuse me, 500 years later. Hello? So what the hell, you you know, you, you judge in Columbus, everybody knows this when you study history or anthropology or anything else. You don't judge other cultures by your standards, even in modern times. You have to look at the culture. You, you may say, yeah, this is right and wrong in your culture, but in their culture, it, it's kind of like in Star Trek, the prime directive. I'm not sticking up for Columbus or saying we should have to have Columbus Day. We're entitled to say we don't want to celebrate that anymore. Those are not the values that we feel that we want to embrace anymore. Right? That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying to to understand the reasons why you're making those decisions. And maybe that needs to be explained to people to say that Columbus was a great explorer, and he was, and he did incredible things. He was also a he was also incredibly cruel, like the people of his time were. What do you think they were doing in in Spain at that time? They, you know, they were burning people at the stake. They had heretics. They were. Abusing Jews, they were. My God Almighty! What is the matter with people? They have, we have no understanding of that context. We don't even bring it into the equation. We're saying, no, he was good. We want to keep doing Columbus Day. No, we've made a decision that we don't want to embrace that so much anymore. Give the fact, give the guy his due for being a great, great explorer, and then say, hey, you know, uh, he was cruel as what people used to say in history or anthropology by today's standards that's accurate not by yesterday's standards by today's standards what's going on you have john
0: wanglin one of the hosts of wrestling with reality check out our shows this week on wrestling with reality we have some great shows we have our mma show we look at
1: Uh, it's insensitive uh, You know To some people To have those things up And to other people uh, You know They may embrace them And uh, you know For whatever reasons They might be the wrong reasons In today's world Here's another case in point I saw a thing uh, Where people are rewriting history now uh, And I saw one about Robert E. Lee The other day And uh, I'm a Civil War buff And everything else like that And if you've seen Ken Burns' series On the Civil War You've seen Oh, person after person, and everything else. Robert E. Lee, of course. He was a, a guy. He was the head of the uh, Confederacy, um, and um, all of that kind of stuff. In my view, when you look at him by today's standards, yeah, he he was a he was a traitor to the United States. He was. Anybody was in the Confederate Army was. And we've romanticized that point in history to make it look like they weren't. But these people seceded from our government. They they betrayed our country. Uh, They took off on a different path. And there was a civil war over it. And they lost. They participated in a rebellion against the legitimate government of the time. There was a legitimate election and and we had a legitimate government there, you know, and they illegitimately revolted and rebelled against our government. However, do people realize that the first person that uh, Robert E. Lee was the superintendent of West Point and he was the first person that President Lincoln asked to command the the army of the federal government? He was the guy that they wanted. He was the greatest, uh, you know, he was considered the best leader and the best general in the army. You know, his family were uh, were uh, noted uh, patriots. And, you know, Harry Lighthorse Lee and everything else from the Revolutionary War and such. Uh, now you'll see stuff that, you know, portrays, I saw of things like, he wasn't really a good guy. He was mean to his sl-. Sure, he had slaves. He had this, he had that. And... After the war and after the reconstruction, and in the early, the late part of the 19th century and the early part of the 20th century, this, this notion of the lost cause and these, these delightful generals, and they were so sweet and wonderful, and he was just, you know, all this other kind of stuff, that was maybe overly promoted too. But uh, trying to rewrite history and trying to make up things about him or point out things about him now where, you know, that point to the fact that he's evil. Um, Was that really true? Or was he another product of his time? Well, in my opinion, he was a product of his time. Now, where people of his time celebrated him because they were products of their time, that's all well and good. And it's all understandable. And I don't have any problem with that. I totally agree with black people, African-American people, uh, people of color, who feel mighty friggin' uncomfortable when they see Confederate flags all over the place and they see statues of, uh, you know, General Beauregard, uh, Irrigard, or whomever. Because those people represented slavery. Those people represented oppression. And in the 21st century in America, we find that is wrong. So it's no longer the time to celebrate that. It doesn't mean that Robert Lee, Robert E. Lee was an evil person by the standards of his day. He wasn't to a sizable portion. But in all fairness, to a sizable portion of America uh, at the time, after the war, there were people on, in the North who wanted to fucking hang him, including Jefferson Davis, the president of the Confederacy. There were lots of people who wanted to hang Lee. As the traitor and uh, rebellious person that he was So, you know Let's get with reality on all the points here Now, I'm just using that as an example What are other ones that we have today That you see a big difference in right and wrong My goodness gracious When I was trained as a psychologist The the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual In the 70s, in the mid-70s, early It it had homosexuality For example, people who are gay It's a, a sexual deviancy is a mental illness. People could be hospitalized, people could be fired, people could be committed due to these things. I mean, holy Jesus, you could be uh, arrested in the armed forces if you were found out to be that way. This was in in the 50s, 60s and 70s. In my early lifetime, in my training. Now, take a look at what goes on. I mean, you'll have shows that you know you get people who, you know, I was watching the mayor of one city was a, a transgender individual. Uh, you have Caitlyn Jenner, uh, you know, the former decathlon championship, you know, is a woman. And, you know, people are talking to her on a show. Uh, it should, it's, it's like a complete reversal of right and wrong in people's thinking for people of my generation or my parents or whatever. But everybody's made that shift. People say, hey, you know, we you know, we might have seen that as wrong then. Uh, right now, it, it, it seems to be, uh, you know, okay uh, it, I don't have a problem with it It's it's right, you know Those kinds of things Or for some people, they're not going to say it's uh, right But they're going to say it's all right If you want to do it, it's all right for you It's not wrong, you don't have to be punished for it or whatever You have that all over the place with Sexual norms, uh, living together Versus being married, sexual behaviors, abortions, you, you name it. All kinds of things. We change with those things. We decide at different point, points in time what things we're going to celebrate or say is all right and what things that we're not. And, you know, in kind of closing up the show, this is how people grow in your own life. Things that you thought were so wrong or so right when you were younger and you realized they don't mean shit when you get older. They don't mean anything or they're wrong. They're just absolutely wrong. They didn't make any sense when you were first doing them and they're not making any sense when you're doing them now. And the same thing happens with countries and cultures and histories. That's how cultures operate. They go through periods of cultural change. And that's what we're going through right now. That's what we're going through right now And you can go through the, You can go through this cultural change The hard way Or you can go through the easy way And remember When we're seeing all this battling When we're seeing everything else Cultures grow Cultures change Cultures also regress They go backwards This is what Donald Trump has tried to do Yeah, he has to come in there He's our national catastrophe He's what you would call a reactionary Which means they want to go backwards in time. Go through a fucking time machine back to 1950. I am the chief. I am the commander. We will dominate them. You know, when you see the police rioting, you're going backwards in time to 1960. You're seeing crazy kinds of things. Or sometimes when you're in a period when everything is the stock market. The stock market. The stock market isn't our economy. The stock market is the stock market, but when things are going good financially in countries, many times countries stay sleeping, they stay stagnant, they stay silent. They, you know, they show you what, uh, you know, they show you what their values are, what they think is right and wrong, and they're telling you that anything that upsets the apple cart for money is wrong. Everything that works for the advantage of money for industry is right. Okay? And you can see that when you have a president insensitive enough and crazy enough to sit there. When the whole country is rioting, it's on the verge of insurrection. And he says, the guy who was the flashpoint of this, he's up in heaven looking down saying, you're having a good day today because the... You know, the stock market went up. And the jobs report looked better than expected. Are you fucking crazy? Do you see what I'm trying to say? How people don't even understand the position that they're in. And that's the leader of your country. Politicking at a time like that. That's insanity. Because they think that uh, they, can, they, they can dictate right and wrong by all these false narratives and things like that. So these are some important things uh, to realize. And, you know, the country has to keep encouraging positive change. Uh, it needs to encourage education. And if you want to take a piece of advice from me, something I have to tell myself, get more facts, become more of a critical thinker, and take some of these uh, ideas to heart, and kick them around in your head, and see what you think about them. Is that you know? Is that right and wrong is very flexible at times. Many times we think you know something's just right or something's just wrong, and it, it doesn't work that way, uh, you know. And it, it's uh, it's it's a really 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 good thing to know, and that way you can know. When you're making judgments about people and saying, "This person's not worth the time uh, to 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 try and have a discussion right now," because they're not even entertaining the idea that change uh, is a part of their makeup and that right, you know, ideas about right and wrong change, uh, you know, over time, uh, you know. Uh, other people are more open-minded and they're, when I say open-minded, it doesn't mean that they have to change their opinion of right or wrong, but they're open-minded to reason or to argument or to the facts or to other points of view. You know? So you're going to get that that wide range of people that are out there. And you need to know, you know, if you're one of them. And if you're one of them that just doesn't want to, you know, look at, at right and wrong is something that naturally changes over time, and that we have to make some changes. Then you need to assess the impact on your life. And I can tell you, even as a scientist, I would remind people that many scientists have a, a, a very intelligent model, and they will tell you that the truth, particularly scientific truths, are a series of approximations. What you think is true today. Can change in a heartbeat, and you could see that with the thing with the with the pandemic. Don't wear a mask. Do wear a mask. Do this. Don't do this. See, this gives me a great advantage when I'm making decisions about things like this because I know how science operates, and I understand how critical thinking operates. And the show that I did on living like like a card counter, uh, I think is a great show. That ties into this. You know, look at the history. Look at where you're at right now. You know, if you're uncomfortable. With something uh, understand why you're uncomfortable with it? Because you've been doing it for the same way for 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60, or in my case, 70 years. Of course, you're going to be uncomfortable. So you're going to resist sometimes doing the right thing. And when you see people making a shift, either in the right direction or the wrong direction, make a judgment. On it from as a fair person to say, are they doing this for, for um, what you uh, what appear to be authentic and, and good reasons, or are they doing it to be expedient? Either one is okay, but just know where they're coming from. Because if they're doing it just to be expedient, like I think the NFL is doing with Roger Goodall and everything else like that and businesses and other things like that and companies saying, you know, we'll be more. to, they're doing it to keep the business up. That's smart. They got to do that. That's being realistic. But that's different than being, um, having a history of, uh, of wanting to do the right thing. And it's good for you to know the difference as well as myself. Well, that's it for Just Thinking Today. I hope you didn't mind this. This is my little kind of little sermon on right and wrong uh, change over time. And I hope it was helpful. And if you like the show, please rate it, please review it, and please subscribe to the show. And thank you so much for your support. Our numbers in the show have been going through the roof every week. I love you guys. I appreciate it. Stay safe and sound out there. Bye-bye, and I'll catch you on Monday for the next show
0: Thank you for listening to Just Thinking with Stan Wagland. Please check out our website, www.rcpodnetwork.com or email him at swagland at gmail.com. And please make sure
1: to subscribe to Just Thinking with Stan Wagland on your favorite podcast outlet.